0: In origin history, now since it started in 1980, and including your period at the Daily Telegraph, only twice have the Blues managed to go to Suncorp or the old Lang Park and win a decider to clinch the series. Once was in 2005 when you mentioned earlier Andrew Johns inspired New South Wales to victory. The other time was way back in 1994, which... Gives you some perspective about Wednesday night's clash, but the Blues did win that night, the third game at the old Lang Park. I'm just scrolling down on my text, 27-12 to clinch the series. They actually lost in Sydney in game one. They won at the MCG, the Blues, before a massive crowd of 87,000 in game two, and then went to Brisbane to clinch the series, 27-12. It's only been only happened twice previously. Our next guest was part of that 1994 team, which won the State of Origin Series in Brisbane. Andrew Eddie thousands on the line. Andrew, good morning.
1: G'day, guys. How are you doing?
0: Thanks so much for joining us. And we really wanted to get some perspective from someone who's been there and done that, Andrew. And, and you did in 1994, but you had to come from a long way behind because in that Sydney game way back at the start, the Blues led 12-4. Game was virtually over, five minutes to go. I think people were starting to leave the ground. But then came that Queensland fight back, including the Mark Coin Miracle Try. So how did you regroup and start to stay in the series going to Melbourne firstly?
1: Yeah, well, it was, um, you know, you just had to look around the dressing room at all the, all the players. And we actually had an incredible team that year. And so with a bit of a shock, actually losing that game right mm. on the bell. I think over the course of my, my games, I lost two on the bell and one two on the bell, so it sort of yeah. evens out. But they're always very tough affairs. And, uh, yeah, to lose that first one, we just had the game in the bag. Five minutes to go, it was virtually... You know, we were in sort of cruise mode, unfortunately. I think that's, uh, that's what got the Queenslands going. And, um, you know, they uh, were able to pull off a try. That Mark Coyne just mm. somehow got over in the corner it went right across one side, right across the other. Legendary try for the Maroons, but uh, you know we we're able to regroup pretty pretty strongly coming back into a, a a tough one because it was a Melbourne game and you got to go down to Victoria, huge crowd. It was uh, yeah, I guess it was in that situation everybody just um, you know played out of their skin to make sure that there was no way to the Maroons were going to beat this
0: team. Mm. Dino, just quickly, in that first game, Queensland did win 16-12, down to the MCG and before over 87,000 people, the Blues 14-0 against Queensland. You were there in 1994 watching E.T. and the others try and win that origin decider.
2: Yeah, it was certainly a big night for the Blues. E.T., just take us inside um, Mm. the dressing room before the game. Well, what are you thinking? What are you feeling? You know that you've just got to the ground and they're ready to you know, roar and scream at you and, and, and bag you, and then you know you're going to run out to a similar torrent of abuse. Do you embrace it? Do you love it? Does it frighten you? Take us inside mm. the dressing room, if you would.
1: Yeah, well, I guess each player um, prepares differently for games, but, uh, you know, I can always recall going on the bus and, you know, sort of, you know, you're in such a mindset that... Um, you say, whatever happens today, if you die today, it just, that, that doesn't matter. You know, this is the most important thing that you'll ever, you, you'll ever do. So that was, that's your sort of mindset. So you're almost running through brick walls before you even get off the bus and then nothing changes. And the, and the fact that, you, you know, you're in such a, a, an elite um, group of players, uh, you know, you just look around and you've got, uh, you know, in the backs, Ricky Stewart, Laurie Daly was there, Brad Fittler, um, Brash was playing unreal footy mm-hmm. at fullback. Uh, Roddy Wishart was on the wing, um, and the forward pack with Big Glenn, Glenn Lazo and you know Benny Elias, Harrigan, all those guys. You know, just a, uh, everywhere you looked, you saw a you know a guy that was definitely not going to let you down in this game. And um, yeah, so I felt pretty confident going into that second game, even though we were down and the pressure was on. The pressure is massive in State of Origin. I think mm. you can obviously understand that. It's uh, um, you really do have the you feel like the whole state on your shoulders, you know, and uh, so you're doing it for everybody. And, um, yeah, you know, Phil Good was a great coach through all that state of origin, um, all those pressure games, and uh, he was certainly able to get us up and and motivated for this big one.
0: Can you remember Gus's um, demeanour in the week leading up to that Lang Park decider? And, indeed, do you remember his final words, Andrew, before you ran out for that Game 3?
1: Yeah, well, I guess everything um, around state of origin is is, uh, is about emotion, and um, it's trying to rise, you know, raise these players up above the norm, and and be able to pull out performances that are that are sort of unbelievable at times. And um, you know, he was the best in the business at that. Phil Gould, he was able to sit the boys down and uh, you know get everybody focused. I think that uh, that game in particular, there was a lot of talk about family and how much it meant for the family. Um, you know your family was there, you know taking you to all the games as a young kid, and and uh, you know how all your you know your brothers and sisters were virtually um, you know pushed aside for you to go through and uh, and and make it. So um, you know there's a, there was a lot of that uh, family emotion build up before the game, and and obviously um, you know we felt we had a very strong team and shouldn't have lost that first game. So we were out to out for redemption ourselves.
2: Et, let's push forward. 28 years, Wednesday night, who wins? Well, that would be New South Wales, I have no doubt in your mind. But why and where and how? Well, I think like
1: everybody else, everyone's shocked about uh, Cameron Munster Mm. not being in the side. I mean, you know, that's a real disappointment for me because for the way I look at State of Origin, you want the best possible players on the field. You want the greatest game of all all happening out there. Um, You know, this is uh, really... Shining um, up for one of those sort of clashes, you know, going up to Suncor, but hasn't been done too many times before. Where um, you know New South Wales have come through, so enormous amounts of pressure on the Blues boys. It sort of changes your sort of uh, perspective when you've got somebody as good as Cameron Munster out. You know, he's just a freak, and you know, I think he's uh, he's going to go down as one of the one of the greats as uh, as his career just keeps unfolding, but. Um, you know, I, I think they've still got enormous uh, firepower. Obviously, they'll probably move Benny Hunt um, into that half position, and um, oh, they'll work either way with Daly Cherry Evans. You know, they've they've still got a, a really tough team, and it showed through that first game. They they really played uh, some fantastic football under pressure, and and uh, to get that first win, so um, they're a very deserved team. There's, uh, there's certainly not a player out there who'll run out to the, the Queensland side who won't be giving it their all, but I. I really think the Blues have, um, uh, you know, got it all to lose. I suppose because they've got a really good side. I, I, I just love that Penrith connection. We've seen the mm. success they've had over the, the course of the, com- you know, last few years, and um, you know, even to bring Matt Burton back in, and you know, with all of his mates basically. So, you know, there's a lot. Uh, you know, it was good to see Jake come back into the second row as well. I think those sort of things, you know, really, um, you know, bring the team together, and uh, you know, I think that. The fact that these guys um, have, have won together before, or I think it'll be, uh, be too much for Queensland up there.
0: A, a lot is made of when Queensland uh, uh, got their backs to the wall, and they certainly have this week, without Cameron Munster, arguably their best player. And often we've seen that Queensland bounce back factor. How do New South Wales prepare for that? How do they make sure they've got the right, right mindset, Andrew, How so it doesn't happen?
1: Yeah, well, I, I guess, um, you know, it's a bit like, I suppose, going to war. You know, you've only got this, this one shot. And uh, I'm, I'm sure there won't be any um, complacency by the Blues. Um, you know, it's just such an important game for them. And even beyond the state of origin, I mean, we often look at the state of origin as the, you know, as the greatest game. But, um, you know, these guys got a World Cup at the end of the year. And so... Basically, this game will decide whether you're going to be in the in the Australian team or you're not going to be in that Australian squad, you know. So um, there's a hell of a lot on the line for all of these players. And I, I, I just don't think that, um, yeah, the Blues will let it slip for a moment. And um, just the intensity of this game, you know, I'm so excited. I'm coming up for the game. Yeah, looking forward to watching it up there and uh, just, you know, sucking in all that atmosphere because the, the Maroons are definitely the, the underdog kings and, uh, mm. yeah, anything can happen, but I, okay. I, I'd put my money on the Blues. E.T., you mentioned the World Cup.
2: I'd really like to get your thoughts on the players playing for New South Wales and Queensland who want to play for their country of heritage in the World Cup, uh, Tonga, Samoa, etc. Personally, I think it's wonderful and I think that, they want to play for their Pacific nations, they should be entitled to do that. What are your thoughts? Or, or, or is Origin still deemed to be a trial match, so to speak, for an Australian jumper?
1: Yeah, well, I think it is still a trial match for the Australian jumper, but I, I, I really am enjoying the fact that these other nations are coming coming through and, uh, and being competitive. And, you know, obviously our game these days, we've got, uh, you know, loads of uh, Polynesians, I guess, uh, coming into the game, big, strong athletes and uh, you know there there's uh, not one team without um, you know half a dozen of these uh, powerful players uh, you know running out and they've just improved and changed over those years and they've been coached extremely well and now you know it's just expected that these um, these teams like the the Samoans and the Tongans um, you know Fiji even and uh, you know we've got Papua New Guinea have always been um, huge um into their into their rugby league but i i think it is great that they can actually go out and and represent their their countries i think that's a, a really important thing i think it's an important thing for their families as well and um you know but i i think they should not be you know ever not be allowed to play state of origin because um you know obviously they've uh, they've spent a hell of a lot of time in oz and uh yeah i i think this uh this game going to be a uh, um, you know reach out for a lot of other players who are you know, have got the chance to represent their countries as well. So, you know, it's not just a state of origin. It's a, uh, it's sort of an international build-up. So, mm. it's, um, you know, it's going to be a fabulous match.
0: No, well said. Hey, Andrew, um, you said you're going up for the game. What's your involvement in rugby league these days?
1: I'm doing a little bit of stuff with the Cronulla Sharks. Um, I was up there for their uh, Coffs Harbour um, match and I, I sort of spent um, a few days up there. We actually took a bunch of guys... A bunch of the uh, um, uh, the uh, supporters out fishing, which was fantastic. So uh, you could come out and have a fishing day with ET on the Friday, which was cool. A, so a lot of our sponsors <laughs> uh, turned up for that one, which and it was a nice day, thank God. So we were able to get out there and catch a few fish and have a bit of fun. Um, but the boys, uh, you know, it was great to be able to spend time. We're in the same hotel. Um, I watched uh, the Friday night footy. Um, with Fitzy in his room, which Mm -hmm. was great just to, you know, have a good chat with him about the footy and the team. Um, And the players are also accommodating. They spent that whole week up there. They were, you know, out to schools and um, putting coaching clinics on. And, you know, they're really uh, coming part of that community up there. And, you know, there were a lot of Sharkies, um, blue, black and white jumpers uh, and fans there at that game. I think probably 95% were all Sharks. And I reckon there'll be a hell of a lot of new shark supporters there. So I'm sort of involved in uh, this uh, state of origin one for me is going up with about 40 odd um, sponsors of the sharks. So I'll go up there and, you know, talk a a few uh, tales about the the old state of origin days and what we can expect tonight. And um, yeah, really, really looking forward to, you know, having that role and just being a part of uh, the sharks and, and hopefully, uh, um, you know, being able to have a lot more of the older guys come back to the sharks and, and get that great, um, great culture happening at the club. So, yeah, I'm really happy with the way Fitzy's uh, doing, you know, and the, and the way the boards all working at the Sharky. So, um, yeah, it's exciting days. I think over the coming years, uh, they'll be a they'll be a real force.
2: Et, clearly, you are a legend with your fishing on TV. Tell us what <laughs> you're up to then, in terms of. TV the shows, shows
1: gone forever. Shows gone World forever. World record. What about this? World a record. My yes. <laughs> Ta- Well, Tanya <laughs> well, my is just. The footy, you know. This is I'm in this series. Just finished series twenty three. So wow. wow. Three years of this fishing. Hey, Tanya's uh, I've, just Google
2: looked... this. You know, you've gone longer than Bert Newton's Good Morning Australia. <laughs> High five and young talent time. It's <laughs> oh, truth. Oh
1: my god. Yeah. Any logies, Andrew? <laughs> <laughs> I still love it too, which is good. So um, you, go. you know, the good thing is, it's sort of a. Uh, being able to play footy and go into the fishing uh, realm has—it's uh, been been pretty good. I've, I've got no complaints at all, and still enjoying it. Hopefully, uh, you know, we'll be um, out filming uh, season twenty-four in the next uh, in the next month or so. So, looking forward to that one.
0: Fantastic, couple of logos on his way
1: as well. Danny.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, Andrew, it's been fascinating talking to you. Gave us a bit of an insight about nineteen ninety-four, which sort of provides us with some insight as to what the Blues are facing on Wednesday night up there at Suncorp. Queensland are always hard to beat at home, and this is going to be a cracking state of origin decider. Enjoy the game, Andrew, and thanks so much for joining us on a Sunday morning.
1: Yeah, thanks, boys. Have a great day.